Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. If you're new with us today, I want to just let you know what we're doing. We're in a sermon series called Jesus Said, and really we're walking through the parables that Jesus shares in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And parables are a short, fictitious story that Jesus would share to help support a biblical truth, a spiritual truth that he wanted us to understand, he wanted us to hear. And they're powerful, and, they're, and sometimes there's they're more deeper meaning to them than you would think, even though it's a simple story. There's a lot of really uh, good meat and truth that you can take out of those simple stories. But as we begin today, I want to do something a little bit different than I did in the first service. Um, I want you to take just a moment as we start And I want you to think about an area of your life, because I'm big, if the Word of God is not applying to our life, then what are we here for? What are we doing? If the the Word of God is not changing us, why are we here? So I want you to think about something that God maybe has given you, or maybe there's something in your life that is kind of a blessing, but you've been looking at it in a fearful way. How many struggle, anybody struggle in here with fear? Yeah, come on, sometimes there, there's things that are scary. I want you to look at it between fear and faith. I want you to think about the, an item that you've been struggling with, because I think today's story maybe will help us overcome certain areas of our life that maybe we've been fearful of where we need to step out in faith. So the parable that I'm going to talk about today is a parable that's called the parable of the talents. And it's found in the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 25, And I encourage you today, if you have your Bibles, turn into Matthew 25, or if you have your uh, electronic device, uh, just uh, turn into that. Uh, Don't be going and looking at, I don't know what sports you're playing, I know golf is on today, don't be looking at golf. Bryson already drove the 387 yards or whatever it was the other day, so don't worry about that today, okay? Open up your Bibles, if you're watching us online, open up your Bibles, and we're going to get ready to read God's Word. Um, The parable of talents is a parable that I refer often to. If you've listened to any of my messages, I often refer to the parable of the talents. And the reason I do so is because it is a beautiful story of faith versus fear. And I believe our God wants us to live a life of faith and not to live a life of fear. And this brings that out. And so you'll hear me reference this a lot. And I want to share on this passage today about faith versus fear. It's understanding that God is our source and that we, we serve a God who is generous to us, especially if we choose to step out in faith. I believe faith, catch this, I believe faith is the catalyst for change in our life. You will never see good change in your life by fear. The only way you're going to see change in your life, and especially spiritual change, is by having our faith in God. That's what's going to bring change in our life. Let me read the entirety of this parable, Matthew 25, and we're going to start at verse 14. These are the words that Jesus said. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by a story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one and two bags of silver to another, and then one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in a proportion to their abilities. Then he left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with the two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. 
But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with the five more and said, Master, you have given me five bags of silver to invest and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me the two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. And the master said, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Come on, everybody. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops that you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. He thought he did a good thing. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But for those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yucks! That's a hard ending on that parable. Let's pray. We need some prayer after that one. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. God, I thank you that your word does not return void. That, God, it is powerful and it is effective. And, Lord God, it can change us. I pray for receptive hearts and minds today. As your word is shared, Lord God, that we'd receive by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord God, by your very spirit, Lord God, we receive what we need to hear, Lord God, to change us, Lord God, from the inside out. I pray in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Jesus shares this parable towards the end of his earthly ministry while he was here on earth because he's really preparing his disciples for what was coming. It was basically the kingdom of heaven. And he, there's expectations that God has for his followers. God has entrusted his followers to take the talents that he has given them and to invest them so that they might have the greatest return. Do you realize that there will be a day that we will all have to give an account of what we have done with God's, God's investment into our lives. What have you done with what God has given you? Just saying, that's, what's going, to, that's going to be a day. It's interesting, and many people don't know this, and they don't realize this, but one th- over, over a third of the parables that Jesus shares in the Gospels, over a third of them deal with money and possessions. It's an interesting idea, but it's the same scenario. It's what's, it's what's interesting to me is that what, what, God, what Jesus dealt with 2,000 years ago, what he felt was relevant 2,000 years ago, is still relevant today for us. We still struggle with the, many of the same things, with money in our possessions. It's something that is in our creation of selfishness that we have in our life, and we have to deal with those things. But God has entrusted his followers to take his talents. And when I speak of talents, I speak in more of just money. I'm speaking of the gifts that God has given you, that he has, get, has given them to, and to invest them so that he might get the greatest return. Um, God has entrusted all of us 
with different talents, different gifts, possessions for, for the use of his glory. For the use of his glory. It's our responsibility to be good managers of God's resources. How do we, how do we respond to what God has given us? That's the question. And that's why I began today with the five. What, for you to think about something that you've dealt with, that maybe it's fear basis or faith basis. How do we respond to what God has given us? Do we respond in fear or do we respond in faith? I don't know why I just dropped this in my head. I'm going to share it. It's a little different, but I'm just going to share it because I feel like God's given it to me right just for the word. I don't know that God gave me cancer. Don't know that. I think we just live in a fallen world, but I received it. Does that make sense? I, I had it. Because sometimes we only think about the blessings of God. I want to talk about something else here. I don't know why I'm going down this road, but I am. I had the choice to either respond in fear or I could respond in faith. Fear would have done me no good. Even the difficulties of life. Am I going to respond to them in fear? Or am I going to choose to step out and put my trust in God and respond to those in faith? There was a time, and I've shared this story. Some of you heard it, but some maybe have not. When I was sitting in the doctor's office and I got the response that I had a large B-cell lymphoma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and I remember the blood rushing on my face and I thought I was going to pass out because fear gripped my life. It just gripped me. I don't know how else to explain it. It just gripped a hold of me. And Annette was with me. She saw it. And I, was, I thought I was actually going to pass out during that time because the doctor was talking about all kinds of stuff, chemo and all the different things. And, 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 and that can grab a hold of you in your life. And I remember thinking I was kind of at the end of myself at that point. And it was at that point I felt the Spirit of God came upon me and he gave me this faith to believe. And all of a sudden that fear that I had disappeared. Now I share that story because everything in our life we need to respond in faith. That we serve a mighty God. We don't respond. We don't need to respond in fear. We respond in faith. So when the blessings of God comes on our life, do we, do we choose to be selfish or generous to what God has given us? Do we use his resources to multiply his kingdom or do we have a security or do we have a, a, a scarcity mentality and waste his resources. Remember what we're talking about is the three servants who received bags of silver. How many want a bag of silver today when you leave? Yeah, come on somebody. God desires for us to live faith-filled lives. In this parable of the talents, the master entrusted his servants with his money. It was his money while he was going on this long trip. And really this, this, this story parallels what Jesus is about to do. He's a, this is towards the end of his ministry. Jesus was going to die on the cross. He was going to be resurrected, come back to earth, spend time with his, with his followers. And then he was going to ascend back into heaven, not to return for a long time. And he's given his disciples, hey, I am entrusting to you. I'm entrusting to all of you who are followers of me. Guess what? I'm entrusting my kingdom here on earth that you you're going to do what, I, what I've given to you. You're going to invest into it. You're going to make a difference. Someday, Jesus will return. We have to give that account. Recognize this parable represents more than what we just see, the silver bags of money. It represents everything that is God's. The key is that he is trusting us with what is his. Now, sometimes this has a hard time. We don't fathom how this works. God is trusting us with what is his. 
If you are a parent here today, this will all take, take meaning because this is what changed my heart to this whole idea. Is that all of a sudden the thought that God has entrusted his children to me. I'm what's called a parent. I'm a steward of God's blessing in my life. And he's entrusted that I'm going to raise these children to honor and to glorify him. Is something that I've been entrusted with. It makes it a little bit of different. Brings it a little closer to life for, for all of us to understand. He's entrusting you to it. This entire parable is a story about stewardship. It's about faithfulness. So let's begin here today. And the first thought I want to share is God desires faithfulness. God gives, then we're responsible to manage. Notice in verse 15, God divided his possessions according to each person's abilities. He gave the one servant five bags, another servant two bags, and he gave another servant one bag of silver. It's interesting how Jesus chose to share this parable. The two servants that, that he gave the most money to were successful in managing what the master gave them. They were, the one that had the five bags, the one that had the two bags, they were the most successful. The one that was given the one bag of silver, guess what? He was a total failure because he responded in fear. I always think about this because these parables are fictitious stories that Jesus made up to share spiritual truths. So then I start thinking, why wasn't the story reversed? Why, wasn't it, why didn't the story, Jesus says, well, the one person with the one bag of silver, I gave it to him, and he came back with two bags of silver. And the one that had the through two bags, of, he came back with four bags of silver. And the one that had five bags of silver, you know what, he wasted the whole thing. He buried it. Why wasn't it reversed? Why, why, was it, why did he still say the story? And maybe I overthink these things. I don't know. But a thought came to me. Could it be that the person who received the five bags of silver had already proven their faithfulness before? Remember what Jesus said. The master distributed the silver according to their abilities, according, let me put it this way, according to their faith, according to the stewardship. God desires good stewardship. I think the two servants who received the greater amounts had already been proven faithful. With that thought in mind, I challenge you, we need to become greater stewards. We need to become more faithful with the things that God has given us. You see, when God sees faithfulness, he will bless you with greater gifts because he knows that you are faithful. He knows your abilities. And if, I'm going to skip this part. I'm going to keep on going. My mind's going to a different place. Come on, somebody. The second thought I want to share with you today is this. It's a point from this parable. Fear restricts God's favor. Look how the one servant who received the one bag of silver responded to what was given. He responded out of fear. He literally went, I don't know if he went to his backyard or where he went to, but he found a place. He thought, man, my, servant's a, my, my master's a tough person. He digs a hole. He puts his, his treasure, the master's treasure in that hole and he buries it. And he doesn't dig it up until his master returns. He responds in fear. How many times... Do we respond in fear when opportunities arise? I'm not talking about opportunities that you desire. Because that's a difference. I'm talking about opportunities that God gives us. 
Because sometimes there's opportunities that God gives me. And gets started, 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 started thinking, I go, oh, that's, that's great, God. That's a good idea. Yeah, cool, God. Thank you for sharing that with me. And guess what? I'm a little scared of that opportunity. See, faith needs to arise if we're going to receive all that God wants to do in through our lives. Fear restricts God's favor on our life. In fact, when the master returned, the servant blamed his master for his own lack of responsibility. I love how the Bible's written. I love how Jesus shares the story. Look at the servant's words. I knew you were a harsh man. He doesn't take any responsibility for bearing what, what the master had given him. Instead, what he chooses to say, he says, I knew you were a harsh man. He's blaming the master. Come on, you guys are so quiet today. How many times do we blame God for something? How many times do we step to, God, why did this happen? Why, 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 why? Just a thought. I believe there's a really important revelation that we need to take away from this parable. I think many times this is missed. But here's the revelation, because he says, I knew you were a harsh man. I don't think this servant really ever knew his master. Do you really know the love of the Savior? Do you really know how much Jesus loves you? How much he cares for you? How much he desires for you? I don't think this servant understood this. Because the reason I can say that is you look how the master responded to the first two servants. The ones that returned, they invested the money, they had a return. He, he was genuinely happy for them. It says that, he says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And then it says, it's time to celebrate. Do you know that Jesus is happy for your success? That Jesus is celebrating with you when you do things that, that glorify him, when you do things. That's why we gather together and worship because guess what? God is doing a good thing, amen? See, I don't think this first, this, this servant that was given the one bag of silver, I don't think he really ever knew who his master was. Because to me, the master doesn't sound harsh to me. It sounds like it's a master who is proud of his servants. But for some reason, this other servant feared his master. Many people view God from a similar perspective. They view God as being harsh, therefore they fear God. And I'm not talking about a righteous fear where understanding the fear of God's magnitude, of his greatness. I'm talking about a fear that God's going to continue just to punish me and beat me down and do all. God, why would God ever send his son Jesus Christ to earth to die on the cross for your sins if he didn't love you? That should, I mean, that should, that's a drop the mic moment right there. I mean, boom, right there. That should tell you everything in, that you need to know in your life. That's how much God loves you. But many people view God from this similar perspective that, 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 that God is angry, that, that, that God is a harsh God. And I think the reason that we view that so many times is because of God's view against sin and God hates sin. So we equate that I'm a sinner, so God must hate me. Did you just catch that? I'm a sinner. Pastor, tell me if you knew the sins I committed. Oh my gosh, you wouldn't even let me open. You wouldn't even let me. You'd have police out front right now, just stop me before I ever walked in. Some of us walk in with this heaviness in our heart, with this sin in our heart. And so then we equate that, well, God can't love me because I'm a sinner. And I want to just dispel that truth. God hates sin, but not the sinner. God loves you. He desires you. 
I don't need to defend God because God is perfect. God is holy. God does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in his perfection and in his holiness, he understands what the destruction of sin can do in your life. It's just like being a good parent. If you're a good parent, you're going to hate those things that can harm your child. You're going to hate drugs because they could harm my child. You're going to hate things that are going to be, that, that's going to, have demise to your child. And God hates sin because in his all-knowing, he knows that if you fall down the path of sin, there is no way out. It just leads down the road of destruction in your life. The fear that arises from this servant is caused by the unwillingness to obey his master. Why? Because in his heart, catch this, in his heart, he disagrees with his master. How do you know that, Pastor Tom? Because look at verse 24. This is where the conflict happens for this, for this servant who had the one silver bag. He says, he says, Master, I knew you were a harsh man. Listen, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops that you didn't cultivate. What is the servant saying? He's basically saying, I knew you were going to require from me more than what I was willing to give. This is the common response from people who are unwilling to commit to the responsibility that God has entrusted to them. We somehow want to blame God for our failures. Done it. God, if you never would have allowed this. Sometimes, somehow we want, we just want to blame God for life sometimes. Isn't that a funny thought? Do you really not want to live? Just a thought. Yeah, the alternative is not, yeah. See, there's times where I think that we think God expects too much out of me or out of us. Man, why, God, why are you wanting to do this? You're restricting me. It's going to cost me. It's, it's too much sacrifice. It's too much responsibility. I don't want to deal with all this stuff. I'm just going to bury it. You know, this is too much, God. I can't. I'm just going to bury it down in the ground. And, and when you come right back, I'm just going to give it back to you because it's just too much for me to handle. Yeah. It's why God requires faith. Because without faith, guess what? It will be. Because all we'll do is we'll live in fear. It's choosing. To, we have to choose to let go of sin so that, we, that the, the sin that we've been accustomed to is choosing to follow Jesus instead of choosing to follow. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. I'm just going to say that you're going to step into the grace of God, the grace of Jesus Christ. And you're going to walk through that sin in a whole different way. You see, the servant who buried his talent didn't understand his master. The master was actually generous, loving, and kind. In fact, the master wasn't angry at the servant because he invested, catch this, he wasn't angry at the servant because he invested poorly and lost all of his investment. That wasn't it. Why was he angry at the servant? Because he didn't even try. He just buried what God had given him. He didn't even try to use it. He didn't try to, I don't know that God would have been mad at him if he would have actually tried in faith and he would have lost it. He's upset at him. The master's upset because he didn't even try. So many times I think we, we don't try because we think we serve this master that's angry. And in Psalms 145, verse 8, it states this. And I want you to get this into your heart. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. We need to understand we serve a gracious God, a forgiving God, a God that has your very best interest in mind. But we can't serve him out of fear. We must serve him out of faith. Fear will only restrict God's favor from your life. It's not, it's not that God's withholding from you. 
It's that you're withholding from yourself. It'll take a second to catch, but you'll get it. It's not that God's withholding from you. It's that you're withholding from yourself. God's already given you the talent. He's already given you the ability. He just wants you to use it in faith. Step out in faith and believe. Last thought I want to share with you today. Faith releases God's favor. There's an old saying, the rich keep getting richer and the poor just keep getting poorer. You've heard that saying before? Most of the time that saying is said in a negative connotation. It's kind of said in a, a negative way. But I would challenge you that it really is a, 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 a matter of stewardship and it's really a biblical principle that you can find in the Bible. It's a principle that we find in this story of these three servants. The servant with just one bag of silver, guess what? He managed his money so poorly because of fear that the master took away that one bag of silver. And who did the master give it to? The one who had the most. That's not fair. We live in a society that, man, that's not right. That's not fair. We don't like that kind of stuff when we hear this kind of stuff. Why would Jesus do that? Why would the master give it to the one that already had so much? Oh, could it be that the one that had so much, guess what, was living a life of faith? He was faithful with the things that he had already been given. And God saw good stewardship. So God said, oh, you know what? I'm going to bless this poor person with even more. Could it be that's the reason why God gave him the one talent and took it one from the wicked, lazy servant, according to Scripture? And there's a truth there that we need to grab a hold of and understand in our lives. Because so many times we get entrusted things and we wonder, why? Why, God? Why isn't things aren't working out? Maybe it's because we're not responding in faith. And I want the blessings of God over you. I want the blessings of God over our church. I want the blessings of God over me. And I know this truth. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And when we step out in faith with the things that God has given us, guess what? He's going to take those things in our life and they're going to start to multiply. Would you have, if you all of a sudden, let's say you went down and you bought the lottery ticket and you won Let's not go crazy. Let's say just $10 million, okay, just $10 million. And you won $10 million at the lottery. But then all of a sudden, you're called out, and you have to leave the country, and you're going to have to stay away from the country for a long period of time. Are you going to take that $10 million, and are you going to give it to somebody that likes to wake up around noon? Um, you know, they're always fearful of everything. They're always afraid that someone's out to, to get them. They're always afraid of this and they're afraid of that and they're fearful that they're going to lose all their money. Are you going to give your $10 million to that person? Or are you going to give your $10 million to a person that is very diligent, that is faith-filled, that has confidence? He's already proven that he's already is a good investor. You're going to invest your money. You're going to invest in someone that is proven. All I'm saying here in this, the parable of the talents is this. God wants to see People who step out in faith that can prove that. If I give you this, are you going to step out in faith and honor me with what I've given you? I want to close up with this. When you read this parable, you have to understand how the master rewards his faithful servants. Um, some translations read, I will make you ruler over many things. The New Living Translation reads, I will give you many more responsibilities. You see, many people are looking for rewards without responsibility. They want the blessings of God, but not the responsibility that comes with the blessings of God. And many times, we don't want to do that because we feel like it's such a burden for us to bear. And I want us to get out of that, because that's a fear thinking. It's just too much weight for me to... I, I, we've all experienced burdens before. 
Jesus said, my burden is light. My yoke is easy. When he's talking about the ministry, he's really talking about the work of Christ. And when we, how does that, how does Jesus say that? How can he say that for us? It's because there's something about faith instead of fear. When we step in faith with Christ, we start to walk side by side with God. And guess what? The things that were once heavy all of a sudden become light. The things that were once burdensome, all of a sudden we have victory over. Those things all of a sudden change as we walk in faith with Jesus Christ. If you want more of the blessings of God, then you have to be willing, because according to this scripture or this parable, you have to be willing to take on more responsibility. And that requires faith. You see, receiving the blessings of God without the faith to manage those blessings will actually destroy your life. That's the difficult thing about this story is that that person with the one bag, we kind of feel sorry for him. He thought he thought he maybe, but he had no faith. And Jesus is warning all of us, we can't live life, we can't walk through this life without faith. You can't walk through this life with fear. You're, it's not going to work. You have to walk in faith. Because all of a sudden, if you don't have faith in the blessings of God come on your life, just like this one that had the, he, was, he received a bag. How many would like a bag of silver when you leave today? Come on. He received a whole bag of silver. There's a blessing there. But because of fear in his life, it actually destroyed his life. But here's the thing. The two other servants that received the bags of silver, guess what? They responded in faith and not in fear. And remember what happened to those servants that were found faithful? The master made them ruler over more. You see, faithfulness releases the generosity of God over your life. And I'm just ch challenging you today. Don't bury the talents that God has given you. Use the gifts that God has given you to bless others. Use the gifts that God has given you to, be, uh, to glorify Him. Because it's just through Him. Pastor Brett already kind of shared that. It is through us that all of a sudden lives can be touched and lives can be changed. There's a day, and I don't want to fear that day. I want to look at that day when Jesus returns or when I meet Jesus in heaven. I want to look at that day as a day filled with faith and say, and he looks at me and goes, man, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I gave you this and you multiplied it. You know what? Enter into the kingdom of heaven and we're going to celebrate together. Come on. Anybody else? I'm excited about that day. I am. I'm excited for the day when Jesus returns or the day my, of my death and I go to heaven, I meet Jesus face to face. Guess what? I want to be ready for that day. I believe I am ready for that day because I continue to, not that I'm perfect. See, right now someone just thought, I never, Tom, you don't understand who I am. Stop it. That's fear-based. Faith-based is that you are a child of God. When you choose to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are a child of God and you are changed that moment. You might not recognize it in the physical, spiritually, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life forever and forever, for all of eternity. You are, because you have not taken on your own righteousness, you have taken on Christ's righteousness. And now the righteousness of Christ, through the very Spirit of God, is going to lift those burdens and you're going to walk through this life in faith. I truly believe, maybe you're watching online today, you're hearing this message or maybe you're here today some of you need to step out of fear you've buried the talent you're afraid of what God is giving you need to step out of that and you need to step into faith and watch what God will do in and through your life
Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word today. I thank you, your word, God, your word just applies to us and it just challenges us and it changes us. Lord, I know that there are some here today, either here in the congregation or watching online, they're struggling. They're struggling with fear. We all have had that struggle. We've all had struggles of fear in our life. But God, you want them to step into faith. Heads bowed, eyes closed right now. I'm not going to ask anybody to raise their hands. So that fear is right now is gone. <laughs> that fear is gone. What I do is I want you to raise your heart to Christ. If you're here today, if you're watching this online, you know that your life, you've just never taken that step of faith at the level that you just, you just are afraid. I want you to get out of your fear, and I want you to step out in faith today. The Word of God says all we have to do is believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are saved. Choosing to walk away from sin is choosing to receive Christ and all that He has for our life. I want us to say this prayer with us today for those that are making that commitment today. I want us all to say it out loud, everybody in the congregation. And if you're saying it uh, for the very first time, I want you to say it and believe it in faith. I want you to, to receive the gift that God has for your life right now. Lord Jesus, I choose to follow you today. I'm tired of my way. I accept yours give me that measure of faith to overcome my fear I ask it in Jesus name and everyone said amen amen that's the last thing I want to share with you today before we leave the word of God says that we've all been given a measure of faith so don't come to me and say Tom I just don't no no you've all we've all been given a measure of faith it's our responsibility with that gift to allow that gift to grow in our life so that faith overcomes fear and I know that you can do it today amen thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast we appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving we are able to provide these resources for more information about South Coast including service times and ways to give please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.